1: Hello, this is Pat McDonald, your host for Vermont Viewpoint on WDEV. I'm here with my guest, Chief Don Stevens, who's the chief of the Nohegan Band of the Cusick Abenaki Nation. Did I say that correctly?
0: You did, quite, Good. Pat.
1: Thank you. Nice to have you back. Nice to be here. I think you've been one of my frequent flyers that 's a good thing
0: you know I try to try to be here when you yeah. ask
1: <laughs> when you got it, you got it, Don um, anyway, I mentioned before uh, a couple times on Saturday, I went to the most amazing ceremony. It was sort of an unveiling of sorts of an Abenaki inspired mural in Montpelier at the transit station, uh, and you have got to see this mural and don 's going to explain to us what was on it, and what's being depicted of the Abenaki life and the four seasons, and um, and there's uh, well, we'll talk about it as he as he speaks. Go ahead, let's.
0: Yeah, um, thanks, Pat. Yeah. Um, I think Abina Songbird would be the best person to ask the, the questions because I I didn't um, help organize this project, but some of our citizens were involved, like uh, Lucy. Lucy I'm, Neal and we I'm. were asked to come up to, uh, to honor the day and to celebrate. Um, but, but the picture really depicts what life would be like in, in Dakana, our homeland, which has the four seasons and things we would be doing in those four seasons to kind of honor the cultural and traditions and the heritage that Abenaki people have done for thousands of years.
1: It's great. Maybe, um, you can take each one of the seasons and talk about what's highlighted there. If you can, we're looking at a very tiny picture. Sure. But the colors, I I can't even explain it on the radio. They're just vibrant. That's the word.
0: Yeah. Well, let's start in the upper left-hand corner of the, of the mural. Um, it depicts the pine trees, which, uh, we are Koasuk, which means little pine. So we are people of the pine. And, uh, there's also, uh, Snow Snake Games, which is a traditional Abenaki winter game yep. that you would have the children making, uh, sticks, uh, when they're stuck inside of a longhouse for a while. Uh, keep you want to keep them busy and then you send them outside to play snow snakes.
1: I so. know you talked about that at one of our shows and there was a video. It must have been on the TV show because we showed that. What is it called?
0: It's snow snake.
1: Snow snake. Yeah. So snakes. basically
0: it's a long stick that's in a track that looks sort of like a, um, bobsled track and you would, uh, slide these sticks down the track. And whoever goes the furthest would get all the sticks for that, for that round. Yeah. So you would, could go through a lot of sticks. We do it every year. We've done it at Shelburne Farms. We've done it up, uh, in Holland and other nice. places. So we still practice that traditional, um, game. So if we're moving over to the right hand side, which is, uh, more spring, you would see a longhouse with, um, buckets or, uh it's honoring basically the maple syrup right. and the maple syrup um story of how maple syrup came to us and uh of course it has modern buckets but we would have used uh, birch bark buckets or those kind of things to collect
1: uh Is that a story that, you can share?
0: It, it would be a little bit. It oh, would let, take a take while, while so All right, I, never mind if me. they want go show. to <laughs> well if they want to go to www.abenaki uh tribe .org there is a section on maple syrup oh, and it cool. has the maple syrup story nice. and how it came to us yep yeah. so if you're going down below um you're also seeing uh part of the sun uh you know Jerusalem artichokes and the corn and uh the basically some of the three sisters um plants which are when we came became more of a gardener uh, or a farming community instead of just hunter-gatherer. Right. You know, that has part of our uh, corn mother stories in and how that came to be. So it's just honoring the corn mother. And, uh, yeah, if you move in, uh, obviously, canoes were our highways, and um, we traveled, that, the rivers were our roads, and that's how we traded um, with with each other and visited. And then, of course, the uh, fall season is when the ash pounding people their people are making baskets and pounding the ash and as you know there's a big pr- problem with the ash board right now so our mm-hmm. livelihood is threatened and if you but, don't really understand in the background where the white is you would think that's snow but it's the coloration of a birch bark
1: basket yeah when they explained that at the yep. event it was it was very clear it was beautiful yeah.
0: and in the middle is basically unity and friendship because we're all part of the uh, we're all part of El Momba, which means human being. So we're all, we all should be in unity, and we mm-hmm. all should be celebrating the fact that we are in harmony with nature. And the sweetgrass really ties it all together. It's mind, body, and spirit of our Mother Earth, mm-hmm. and it's one of our medicines.
1: And you've got hummingbirds on the border with beautiful flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was painted by eight different Abenaki artists, uh, they were on scaffolding, told some funny stories about some of the artists weren 't too crazy about going up on the scaffolding, but they did it and uh, there 's um, corn that 's in the picture which uh, and strawberries, which are apparently uh, i read symbols yeah, we have strawberry Abanaki. moons
0: and stuff like that where 's time it 's very sweet fruit that. We would, you know, obviously
1: gather. And so Don said in the middle there is a 13-letter word, which uh, I'm not going to attempt to pronounce, but it means we continue to live. in." Don, I noticed several people that talked at the event all said, we're here. And I thought... Yes, you are, and good for you. I mean, it was. It seemed people were very proud of that. That that everyone's here, everyone's together, and and thriving.
0: Yeah, shouldn't I mean? We always tell people: in order to know where you're going, you need to stand on the shoulders of your ancestors and know where you came from, right. like a strong foundation. You know, there's too many. Um, there are too many. Uh, I don't want to say tribalism or politics or other things about identity. It's, it's more of how do we treat each other? Where are we in this world and how do we uplift an entire community? Because for some reason we have lost a lot of that, um, that, that traditional sense of community and being together. And I think part of this mural brings that yeah, back right. and allows people to celebrate. Just being together and, and being part of the human race and uplifting as many people as you can.
1: Great message. and uh, doesn't You don't have to be part of the Abenaki Nation to feel that, that things have changed, and it's really sad.
0: Yeah, and if we wanted, uh, I can't speak for Abina, but I feel that the whole point of the mural is to allow the public to be in community with with other cultures and and it wasn't meant just for abenaki to right, see it right. well, meant for everybody to yeah, see
1: we also can relate to that mural and what's on it um now that we're headed into the maples well we love maple syrup so there you go i gotta look that story up anyway uh at this event i wanted to highlight that there there was a group of children from the abenaki circle of courage and they were just adorable honest to gosh. They, they were every even the boys were singing loudly, which is which is good Usually boys sort of hide it hide it a little and but they sang songs and played the drums, and one song had verses in English, French, Spanish, and Abenaki uh, Don, can you talk about these kids and and the circle of courage which um, I looked up and found fascinating
0: yeah, I mean, I can just mention in general um Comments about how proud I am of them and how such a great job Brenda Gagne does mm-hmm. with the kids. They're in Missisquoi. Uh, they come, they've been, that program has been happening right. for decades right. and, um, they're, I can't speak too much about what they, uh, you know, about them because they are not, I don't, that's not my place. That's really Brenda's, but you know, in a general sense, Brenda does a wonderful job at keeping our kids involved with the culture. And I'm talking Abenaki in general. Right. Because they are, without our kids, then we go extinct, right? right? So we need those next generations of students uh, to learn the culture. And we need that strong women like Brenda right. who are there to teach the children. And they, as you've noticed, they are so happy. Oh. And they are so proud of their culture, um, our culture. And um, what it really means to be in relationship with each other in community. So you're building long-lasting friendships through those programs as well as Mm -hmm. showing people your culture.
1: Well, I think I told you in my email, I envy you your culture because um, some of us have a background of French, English, German, Irish, and it's hard to – you could pick one and and focus on that, but – you are an yeah. Abenaki, and that's that's amazing to me. Yeah,
0: and the great thing too is uh, Lucy Neal, who was there, um, who helped paint this mural. We have a Title VI Indian Education Program up in Orleans North Country and Caledonia, huh. so she has a a similar program in the Northeast Kingdom for our our children. So it's uh, it's just a wonderful thing to keep yeah. our children involved.
1: Well, I read that the uh, Circle of Courage got recognition from the Department of Ed here in Montpelier for their excellence, uh, which is which is great.
0: Yeah, I mean any time that you can help up I keep going back to uplifting people. So if you can continue to teach our children the next generations and uplift people, it's always a great right. thing, right? And I do feel that diversity and is important, and I do believe that there should be more education in the K through 12 school systems when it comes to the Abenaki people.
1: For sure. Well, that would be very interesting, wouldn't it? That'd yeah. Get a lot of appreciation. That's great. Well, the, with the kids in school, I don't. Um, they must share a lot, and I'm sure the the other students so like to hear their stories because they're certainly. Different than ours, Uh, and
0: that's great. I think they also have their own challenges. Sometimes they're bullied for being who they are. Uh For sure. Anytime you're different than 90% of the population, then, you know, you have your uh, curiosity of, oh, this is great. And then you also have uh, bullies who also um, do that. But, uh, you know, we focus on giving them that support, and Brenda's great at doing that with her children.
1: That's great. It's funny about bullies, isn't it? It doesn't take much. They just look for, for things to pick on, but good for the kids. And also at this event was an adult group led by my guest. You have a powerful voice, Dot. And when you, when you beat the drum, it just, the whole thing was fabulous. Um, could you tell us a little bit about the songs you selected for that event? What, the what they symbolized, what they were?
0: Yeah, well, and then just a slight correction, we play the drum because the drum is inherently a woman and we don't beat Women, oh, so uh, we 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 play the drum, or oh. we may be in harmony with the drum, but we 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 don't beat the drum. Uh, I'm only just that making fun. that distinguish <laughs> because women are the heartbeat. Uh, the drum is the heartbeat of Mother Earth, which is a woman. Love it. So um, when it comes to the songs we chose, we actually Abina asked us to do an honor song, and then we decided to do a, a round dance for friendship dance right. for people, and then we did a a, a feast song. Because whenever we eat, um, we ask the ancestors to come and eat with us. And then, um, you know, we did a traveling song at the end. That's great. Or the kids did, and then we did our version of helping yeah. to teach at the same time.
1: That's great. And there you were in the transportation center. So how yeah. perfect is that? I heard you when you were talking about it, they'd want you, you to sing something. And you said, how about we do a transportation song? I thought that was really, how appropriate. And Don mentioned food. Well, there was a chef there. Chef Jesse Lawler, who is a former executive chef at Sweetwater's, and I don't know if you know Sweetwater's, but it closed, sadly, and we used to live there when I worked at the Merchant's Bank, um, and he is now focusing on Abenaki food. Um, Don, could you talk about traditional Abenaki food? I'm, I'm sure you know a lot about it because um, I've been reading, and I've asked Jesse, I sent him an email asking him to come on the show, and I'm going to follow up on that.
0: Yeah, well, one of the important things about culture and, and even if you're not Abenaki is being in touch with your source. That means your food source, your, right. your land, you know, your spiritual source is that we need to get more of our children and people involved with natural foods. So one of the things traditionally we did was agroforestry. So we would use what the land provided to make cuisine. So Jesse is really taking that from our ancient times of traditional gathering and using those ingredients in modern day type cooking, and introducing that again to the population, right. um, whether it be moose moose meat for meatballs, or right. ramps, or fiddleheads, or like he used Jerusalem artichokes, oh. which is our our form of potato, which yep. is a, a starch. And uh,
1: it's an ugly looking fruit, but it is delicious.
0: Yeah, and you can tell where. Native people stopped along the riverbanks because if you're driving, like even in Johnson where that uh, covered bridges. You yep. can see Jerusalem artichokes on the riverbank in the field.
1: Oh, no kidding. There's
0: no houses around there, but you know that was a stopping point because when you stop for the night from, from traveling, yeah. you had a food source right yeah. there and all you'd have to do is pull some, some of the roots and, and use those for food. So right. you can kind of spot different locations of where people would have, would have stopped by where the Jerusalem artichokes That's are right. growing.
1: They are seriously ugly. Um, they've got all <laughs> these warts on them or something, but don't let that discourage you, because if you cut all that away, the meat is fabulous.
0: Well, I may be ugly, too, but I'm lovable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I've heard. So I've heard. Anyway, um, uh, Jesse has uh, been writing some recipes, and that's why I want to get him on, because I'm big on food. But he's sort of modernized some of it to include butter and cream because of trying to introduce this very healthy food. I mean, it's sort of like the... Um, uh, Abenaki version of Mediterranean diet. It's all healthy, good food, seeds, fruits, uh, it's, and and good meat.
0: Yeah, well, it's non-processed food. Right. So it's all grown and, and foraged and cooked just as our ancestors would have done it with, uh, you know, just like, you know, when we would use corn for flour or we would use certain roots to grind up and right. use those for flour to make flatbread or to make... Uh, you know, fry bread or whatever, and then we could use different toppings. I mean, in the spring, fiddleheads and ramps oh, and all those things are right. wonderful and delicious. Love if nobody's ends. ever foraged for those, yeah. I mean, they're, they're missing out.
1: Mushrooms must be big. I have a woman who wrote a book called Mason uh, does uh, mushrooming or foraging, and – um She came on the show and we talked about mushrooms. Fascinating. There's a bazillion kinds of mushrooms.
0: You just want to get the right ones so that way you don't get well that's another reason of why we work so much with the state and others to get gathering permits or gather access to land, you know, so we can continue to gather those natural foods, medicines and artist materials that normally we would be shut out from that our ancestors could go and do because we didn't hold the deed or we couldn't go there without right. permission. So that's why we work so hard on getting those land access yeah. agreements so that way people can forage and, and be able to, to collect the natural foods like yeah. our ancestors We're going did.
1: to talk about you had a, um, a great acquisition recently, but I just want to ask you, though, about Dr. Fred Wiseman who is a Missiscoi Abenaki from north northwestern Vermont. He's the director of the Seed of Renewal Project. Do you know much about that, with Dr. Wiseman? I'd love to have him on the show.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you'd have to speak with him on yeah. that. But uh, I've worked with Fred uh, over the years, several for several years. Basically, the Seeds of Renewal um, started with Fred wanting to bring back the ancient seeds to our um, people. Mm-hmm. And that was going around... Um, collecting those seeds from various family members, Abenaki family members, and also finding these varieties that were indigenous to here, like the callous corn or the Montpelier uh, squash, mm. right? So we typically grew them here, and we wanted to get those back and continue. Um, and then once he got those seeds, he gave them to the tribes to say, you know, use them. As you see fit, grow right. grow them and provide them to your citizens. And Nohegan has really taken that to the next That's level great. because we have our big food security program, and what we we have fifty growers growing our natural wow. crops, and we have uh, five colleges we work with that are helping with seed banks, um, and growing our crops and our food. So we have that. Um, we keep. We keep using those seeds and using them for our people, and then as we get more, we can give them to our citizens.
1: That's great. I know you said you had a very large food bank for, uh, for your citizens, which it's just people are – it's so difficult these days just to survive.
0: It's yeah, well, there's, there's a lot of hunger, and especially okay. since the, um, the floods, we've seen our, our demand for food double. Um, and, um, you know, part of that is providing healthy food for our people and right. also the community. And, um, yeah, we just want to keep working with partners that have land because we don't um, have agricultural land to help us grow food. And um, they get to try uh, indigenous foods, but also we get the. To use the use the we have the seeds back, but we also get to feed our people.
1: That's great. And uh, Dr. Wiseman, um, the Seed of Renewal Project is an exhibit um, that goes through the whole history and cuisine and ceremony of the Abenaki uh, from an agricultural perspective. And I read that you and Fred Wiseman, uh, you really worked very hard to uh, help four tribes achieve. State recognition from Vermont, which is great, and I know we've talked about that on this show. Uh, how how wonderful that is!
0: Yeah, I'll just plug uh, for Fred. He wrote a book called The Seven Sisters, so which does talks uh-huh. about the seeds of renewal and also the agri- ethnobotany. Um, so that's that kind of came out of the uh, Seeds of Renewal project. That's so, great. Well, um, yeah, recognition. Basically, we worked on that. Uh, we, you know, every since I've been involved with politics in the early 2000s, trying to get our people, uh, we didn't need recognition to say who we are. Our mothers and our grandmothers right. made us who we are. Right. But the way it works in this, this country is that you have to be recognized by a state or federal tribe and in order to have a seat at the table. Right. And w- we did that. I mean, we went through a, a laborious process. I remember. It was years. Oh, it was up and down, and and we went through a lot of processes, and we actually met the the requirements right. of the recognition process. So here we are. We're we're recognized in the state of Vermont.
1: Good for you. Um, we're going to take a break right now in just a minute or two, um, and then we're going to come back and talk to Don about the Nohegan tribe. I don't know what AHA is, Don. Do
0: Abenaki, helping Abenaki. That's what oh, AHA a- stands for. Oh, cool.
1: For. We'll have to chat about that. It's I our 501c3 it. anyway, oh, C- that,
0: oh. that allows us to work within the IRS to be able to, to uh, get donations and grants and oh, work on our programs and services. I
1: couldn't find the definition of a s anywhere, but I try Anyway, they just closed on a 354-acre parcel of land near Lindenville. So, um, Anyway, I um uh I wanted to talk about something um which I can't find my notes on, Um, but there is a movement afoot uh, from folks in Canada um, uh, that um, were challenging your state rights, I believe, right? Yeah. Could you talk a little bit about that? Because um, I'm very confused about that.
0: Well, we're a little confused, too, Pat. (laughs) Um, You know, we... It's no different than in a national politic level. We're all Americans, but yet Democrats and Republicans are always each at each other's throat thinking that they know the best and they won't work with each other because they want to control all of the resources and decisions that are made. You know, that's the same in our culture. Right. We don't escape politics. Uh, obviously, we're all Abenaki. Um, they operate in a foreign country as a foreign entity, and we're operating in the United States as As a a U.S. uh, citizens and our tribes, we are separated by two countries and uh, we have no standing in Canada. They have no standing here, but they're deciding that they want to have standing here. So they're making a ruckus and uh, people are always saying, well, what is that about? And I said, well, why did Russia invade Ukraine? I mean, first they said, well, that's Ukraine's our traditional homeland and we want it back. And then they Mm -hmm. said... Uh, oh, well, now we want to protect the people. Uh, that's why we're going in. And then when that didn't work, they said, well, we'll just annihilate them. Uh, and that's kind of what, that's kind of what Odinac is trying to do to us is that they have no standing in the U.S. Um, and they're not recognized in the U.S. as a tribe, but yet they're trying to dictate who we are and they're trying to convince people somehow that we are not worthy of our heritage and, uh, um you know, I, I'll just leave it at that.'s that it's like a big family feud that goes right. back and forth all the time, but it's really sad that educated people would get sucked into the identity politics when right. really it's none of their concern or authority to actually judge who I am.
1: Right you've been through the process. <clears throat> And it was a long one, as you mentioned before. You've, you've been there, done that, and you've been yeah. here how many years? I mean, 10,000? I mean, forever.
0: Yeah, and they, they may complain, well, we haven't proven ourselves to them. Well, I can tell you, my dad was in the Korean War, and my my son has passed away. He was in Ramadi, in Af- oh. and um, and I was a, a veteran, too. Last time I knew, I f- all three of us fought under this flag, so that way we had the freedom to... Not let other right. people from other countries tell us who we are and, uh, that we, we are, we are of our own destiny right. and we will continue to, um, operate the way we do because it is our God given freedom and as American citizens and tribal citizens that we, we are in charge of our destiny and we don't need other people to tell us who we are and, uh, we know who we are. Well, and so uh, we just hope that other people don't get caught up into identity politics because it's easy to hate. It's right. easy for people to decide that they want to support a position or not. All we want to do is uplift, and we want to keep moving forward in partnerships. We're doing mm-hmm. a lot of great things, preserving our language, doing, getting people involved in our culture, like you said, with our children. Right. None of those things are are harmful and also uh it is our right to teach our children our culture and uh and we don't even utilize the same resources as those people in Canada so it's about power it's about them trying to take over what we're what we've done here right. because uh like anybody they might want a piece of it and well uh, you've
1: got my vote i'm sure i'm <coughs> sure our legislature will uh, Will pay attention
0: well they 've supported us, yeah, I mean I the think. governor has supported yep. us the uh, We had three the three of the federal delegations give us support letters right. uh, and we 've had a unanimous vote from both the House and the Senate of the of the Vermont House and Senate legislative right. body supporting our our Was affirming who we are so yeah. i 'm saying is like we don 't have to continually. Keep doing this. The whole reason we went for recognition is so we didn't have to keep doing this.
1: <laughs> and here we are.
0: And here we are. Um, wow. But, uh, you know, I'm not begrudging their opinion. They have a lot of historical trauma, and we do too. Um, they, they can have their opinions, we have ours. It just becomes a problem when, when people are trying to change somebody's political identity right. or ethnicity right. because that is not their place, it is not their authority. I'm not going to tell you who you are, I'm not going to tell them who they are. Right. and i expect that nobody is going to do that with me right. um i would not go up to someone from who is saying they're african american and say please let me see your papers right. um you Perfect. know if they're from africa descent then they are from african descent right. who am i to judge who they who they're from or well, where it, are their mind. lineage so i just wanted to at least say that because We should not be involved in this day and age with identity politics.
1: Well, if anybody wants to follow up on that, Don and uh, two other individuals, Rich Holsh, I can't Holshu, yeah, Holshu and Vera uh, Sheehan, they wrote a wonderful commentary. Um, You can Google it, and they talked about. uh, Race-based attacks and harmful stereotypes are putting Vermont's Abenaki communities in jeopardy. is an excellent article and can sum it up for you if you wanted to look out, look it up. So, Don. Anyway, let's go back to the 354 acres in Lindenville. That is fabulous. You say the land has a cabin and sugar house located. Um, it's all woodland and has no agricultural areas. What does that mean for the tribe and and uh, What will you be doing with the land besides just enjoying it?
0: Yeah, well, I want to give a shout-out to Molly Davies because this is the first land that was actually gifted back. Our land in Barton, the 68 acres we have in Barton, was a collaboration of getting grants Mm -hmm. and donations to buy that property. This is the first property that was gifted
1: back to us
0: uh, for the Nulhegan tribe. And um, she owned a farm that was over 600 acres uh and she she um decided to sell the agricultural land to the farmer hmm. that uh is up there and she kept the woodland um uh, that woodland is in conservation easement by the Vermont Land Trust so we were involved with them to, because we had to have them involved with the transfer so um there are it's all conserved so we could do sugaring uh, on that property with we have to we don't have any funds um, to create to upgrade the sugar house because the sugar house doesn't have any it's a shell it oh. doesn't have any equipment right. the the building needs work but in order for us to actually have sugaring, we would have to upgrade that mm-hmm. um, it does have a cabin on it so that we can have our spiritual retreats or we can right. uh there there's options that we could manage the forest and use some of the uh the wood you know, to heat homes or to use other things. And we do have a parcel. We have two parcels that are not encumbered by easement that someday we might be able to mm-hmm. even maybe get an educational center or some other type of thing.
1: Don, um, last May, this year, May 1st, uh, Governor Scott in April declared May 1st to the 7th as Abenaki Recognition and Heritage Week. Uh, and he recognized the four tribes, as we talked about receiving state recognition. The Ilnu... El- Nu Abenaki, the Nolhegan, which is yours, band of the Kusik Abenaki, and the Kosek,
0: Kosek of the Koas. and the
1: Koas, yeah. uh, and those are the four, and the, and the which is Saint Francis. We love Chief uh, Francis. I told you those stories about him and me. He had, a, he used to play the drum right outside my office at DMV, and the uh, the granite actually absorbed the sound so when you were in the building it sounded louder than when you were out on the thing and i i went and talked to saint francis there one time and so then he came up with this little thing he did on the drum playing the drum in my honor so every time he would start his uh his thing and i'd have to go out and talk to him he was a he was seriously a piece of work he was wonderful he was, i liked him I know there's but I liked him a lot. Besides, he named a little... He, well, he, he kept
0: the Abenaki in the he, forefront. He sure did. For sure. Um, he, he was a person who stood up for
1: his people. He did. He did. And people loved him when he came to the... <coughs> excuse me, when he came to the state house and played. Just not those in the DMV building. <coughs> but anyway, so you were talking about a lot of things that you've been up to as a, a, a tribe. And could you talk a little bit about... Uh, some of the things that you've um, been up to, um, events that you've held, and
0: yeah, well, every year we try to uh, teach our culture. Well, we do. We teach our culture throughout the year, but there are specific events that we try to do in the seasons. Like with with the mural, tying mm-hmm. it back to the mural, is that this time of year is more of a harvest festival, and when. Everybody um, would harvest their crops. They would come to a, a a thing called like a rendezvous, you know, like the French rendezvous, right. where everybody came together. And during those times, uh, people who needed medicine would meet with the medicine people. Those who just wanted to learn a different skill, they would get with those people. And then the ch- the chiefs and leaders would have meetings to decide, you know, different things. And then you would all share your your crops and trade. So that way, one person may have had too much corn and one had too many yeah. squash. So that way, when you traded and you would all come out with everything you needed to get you through the winter. And that's the whole point of Great. the harvest, that people would celebrate the hard work of the harvest. People could trade so everybody had enough Great. as a community. And then you would put those caches away. So that way when you went to your winter grounds, you would come back to those caches and get the food. And, um, I mean, part of the whole issue with the Thanksgiving is that, you know, Europeans when they first came here would find these stashes ah.
1: and they would raid
0: them. And then when people would go back to get them, they it wouldn't would be, be there wonderful. and then, then they would mm-hmm. starve. So part of that was to try to say, hey, <laughs> uh, if you keep doing this, you're going to have a very big problem with the native population. Right. Um, and, you know, and then people, um, Europeans celebrate as Thanksgiving because they had a good harvest. So that's why we have harvest festivals at the end of the year and that um, we continue to educate about right. our green corn ceremony how corn and tobacco came to us, um, and this year we had a marvelous thing happen. We were we were at the Wheeler House over here in Dorset uh, Street, and we were celebrating our Harvest Festival. We were doing a round dance, and we looked up, and there was a complete halo oh. rainbow around around the sun. Oh no. And uh it was I was like well the spirits are uh, the spirits are, are are dancing with us and uh it was just such a marvelous thing and uh I'll have to show you pictures yep. of it but it just it just shows that there's a lot of goodwill and spirit around that education. The second thing is Indigenous People Day rocks that we have in October. That's basically just a celebration of being together for Indigenous People Day. I mean every day is Indigenous People Day for right, us but right. but to kind of educate and we have a concert and that's put on by a May Green uh, she helps with the uh, now we have a, a, a Indigenous People Day um, organization. That we uh, we plan this all year round, and we have uh, big concerts, and we have vendors. Uh, we don't make a lot of money off this, you know. We might get two thousand dollars out of the whole thing, you know, to help with our food sure. programs. But it's more about educating when, and
1: camaraderie. When is that held, and, and we it's can all the, go and enjoy? Or, yeah, it's yeah. open
0: to the public. I mean, uh, Joe Lewis Walker, big blues hall of famer, was oh, there. Oh, for sure. Uh, you know, Dave Keller, Dave Keller and his band, local local band, was there, and. um and we have uh, different artists. and great. It's just a great time.
1: Oh, Don. Don's showing me a picture of sun or moon? Sun, it's the sun, sun yeah. And with the cool a circle thing is around it, which is... The four sure.
0: directions are oh, in the Oh, look at that.
1: North, south, east, west. Yeah, That's, I sent that, that into
0: like, the news uh, just so yeah. they could... Uh, that's see it, beautiful. Because um, sometimes they post pictures, but the that was the actual.
1: The radio. <laughs> that, well, that was the day of
0: the actual harvest, That's so it was like such a such a blessing. That's great. And oh, uh, wow! So we have different things, and you know, in the winter we'll have snowstack games, and we do our traditional um, winter gift giving. Like in our, it's not really our Christmas, yes. but normally, traditionally, you would put a blanket down, and when you're going into those long winter months, you would. Uh, you know what your community needs, and and everybody who had extra would put on the blanket, and right. then people could pull from it. Nice. And then you it, you didn't have the obligation of what one would be more valued than another. It's just based on need.
1: What you need, so that's all equal. Yeah, right?
0: somebody might not have got a moose, and they and somebody might have got. You know, one and they wanted to give some meat nice. and then you knew that person didn't get a moose. So you're going to leave that meat to let them pick it.
1: Right. That's you know, great.
0: And, and somebody might need an axe or somebody. So it's a, it's a, it's a traditional gift giving time nice. where you're just having community and people are going into the winter and then that's when they're doing all the work and get ready for the spring and summer.
1: That's great. Yeah. Awesome. What, and you can feel it at the ceremony. I, I really felt that. The support and the appreciation for what you and the children were doing is—is is that a, a group that you get together with all the time? You had what five other, four other people at around the drum.
0: Well, the, the, we don't have a drum. We ha- nohegan is known for their drums. We have like five drums in our in our um, in our tribe, huh. um, and we're we have youth drums. We have Nolhegan drums. I have a Unity drum. Other people. Ha- Have drums and basically the drum keeper just pulls it out when when uh, we have an event and then people who want to sit on it can sit on it. Uh, We don't have like a specific group that, so we invite everyone to sit on it to enjoy that piece. And a lot of times at some of our events we even allow others to experience that. Nice, you know, like from the community as well. Um, But. We we travel and whoever's able to make it um, will sit on the drum. So it's it's a community, it's a community thing, it's a that's community weird. drum. It's not an ownership thing. We are just caretakers of the drum and we steward it. But it's its own entity. That's that's the great thing about our culture is that we look at things as their own entity and we are, have to be respectful and we have to steward that. And we're not like it's not a possession thing. It's uh, how do we care for this thing, just like the earth, or just like uh, you know with natural resources. What other things use that space? Animals and trees, and it's not just human need. It's how do we protect and steward the things in that place,
1: right.
0: um, so all can be uplifted. And and that's all we're trying to do is teach teach some of those things. Is wow. how do we how do we share in community to uplift everyone. So everybody is – their needs are met.
1: What a concept, On <laughs> I mean, Well, I mean, we used to do that.
0: that. I mean, even growing up, I mean, even old-time Vermonters used to help their neighbors and used to right. – if you knew somebody down the street didn't have enough food, you would bring them a, a casserole or you'd bring them something. And, and you know if somebody's car was broke, you'd pick them up and give them a ride. Wow. So, I mean, that's the old way of – of community yeah. and i think sometimes in this modern day society we lose that we lose that community or that connection i'm not saying that always but yeah. i'm saying is
1: well in vermont i think on daily that's probably true but when a crisis does happen the old feelings come right back, and everybody jumps in and helps. So,
0: And that's wonderful, and that's yeah. the way we should be. Yeah. We should always find ways of how we can lift up instead of tear down.
1: Well, the I, I guests before you here in the studio, they had an expression at Capstone uh, to give a hand up, not a hand out. So you teach people to be independent and to be part of the community, which yep. is, and I just felt that on Saturday. I really envy you, your heritage, okay. so.
0: And Vermont okay. has always been great and small enough that we can keep that's that, true. that, um, community support and uplifting people.
1: That is really, that's really awesome. Up oh, there's the music, Don. Thank you. You are one of my favorite guests. You do such a great job and, I love to learn, so thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Thanks
1: to uh, all, everybody, for listening. Go see the mural. That's uh, an order. Right. Adio.
0: Nana Zioli Goodbye. Oh, Take care. Good until care. I see you again and safe journeys.
1: See ya. This is Pat McDonald signing off for Vermont Viewpoint on WDEV.